from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Thought of the Week. And I would like to have you think with me of the very important role that women have in the scriptures, in the, in the plan of God, the plan of salvation. The role that women played is remarkable, remarkable. Um, in fact, I had the honor of giving a retreat to some women here uh, this past year, and uh, it, it was beautiful to, to, to have them understand how critical uh, their role is. And so let me, let me give you an example. <laughs> you know, uh, for example, especially Luke, the Gospel of Luke, okay? Luke wrote two books. He wrote Luke and Acts. Luke is the Gospel. Acts is, you might call it the Gospel of the Holy Spirit. Um, and they're parallels. In fact, there's a book out called The Parallels of Luke, and it shows how he'll say something in, that Jesus does in the Gospel, and then the Church does in Acts of the Apostles. So we're going to talk about that. Women in both places, also. But also, Luke, uh, he's, he was, a, as you know, a physician, very smart guy, <clears throat> and he also uh, parallels with the book of, with the book of the Old Testament, especially the book of Genesis. And so, for I'll give you an example. For example, in the book of Genesis, chapter one, uh, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve. So Satan appears to Eve as a serpent. He says. Um, well, what did I see? God doesn't want you to eat of any of the trees. No, God didn't say that. Just that one tree. Oh, oh, I know why He told you not to drink of the eat of the tree of the good and evil, because you will be like Him. Oh, she said. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. This is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They ate of the fruit. Well, what did that? What did that mean? Okay, here's what it meant: that you will be like God. You will be able to figure out and determine the Ten Commandments. You will know good and evil will be your call. If it's good or if it's evil, that's up to you, not God. Wrong, wrong, no, 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 uh-uh. So that Adam and Eve tried to take the place of God. They wanted to determine for the human race what was good and what was evil. And so, but that's Eve, all right? Now you got... Now you have the New Testament, Mary. <clears throat> now you have a, a spirit, an angel appearing to Mary. Now it's a good angel, not Satan, not a bad angel, which is Satan is a fallen angel. The good angel, uh, Gabriel, uh, it, he appears to her and he says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And he announces to her that she will be the mother of the Savior. And she says, how can this be? Because I know not man. He said, God himself, the Holy Spirit, will overshadow you. The child to be conceived is the Son of God. And she said, okay, yes, right. My answer to God is faith. Yes, just the opposite of, of Eve. Do you see that? So Luke wrote that about Gabriel appearing to Mary in, in his gospel to show that she's going to undo this knot, <laughs> I want to call it, that, uh, that was 
uh, tied around us by our uh, mother Eve, by our first mother Eve. Okay, so uh, and and it's interesting because uh, uh, Mary is blessed by believing, and uh, I say this not because Saint Irenaeus in the second century said this about Eve and Mary. You ready, women? The knot, I'm quoting Irenaeus, the knot of Eve's disobedience was loosened by Mary's obedience. For what the virgin Eve had bound fast through disobedience, this did the Virgin Mary set free through faith. That's it. So now you see how Luke makes these parallels between Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, and he, he is remarkable. He is remarkable. Now, what you see in Luke's gospel, by the way, for women, women, is that there are 14 in Luke's gospel parallel stories that involve men and women. Men and women. So, for example, in chapter 2, Mary and Joseph take the child Jesus uh, in... Uh, for his uh, to, to to be presented to God uh, after forty days, the boy has to be presented to God. And so, uh, in, in chapter two of that uh, of Luke's gospel, we have at that time Simeon, a, pro, a prophet, approaches Mary and Joseph, sees the baby, holds the baby, says, "This is the Messiah. Now, Master, you may let me go and." peace because my eyes have seen your salvation and it says mary and joseph were amazed uh and it says simeon blessed them and said to mary behold this child is destined for the fall and the rise of many in israel and he will be a sign of con contradiction and then he goes on and then luke goes on to say and there was a prophetess anna daughter of phanuel of the tribe of asher this woman was advanced in years having lived seven years with her husband after their marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped God day and night in fasting and prayer. Coming forward, that woman gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were, who were awaiting the Messiah. So now, you have, again, you have, he's got Simeon the prophet, Anna, here he comes. You know. uh, and, and, and here she comes as He's not going to let, let any women out of this deal. He wants to make sure the women are shown. And also, by the way, uh, in Luke's gospel, uh, in, in chapter 8, he makes another point of women in the gospel. This is one of the 14 parallels, I said, in Luke's gospel with women. And I loved it. Chapter 8, it says, After journeying from one town to another and preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, Accompanying him were the twelve apostles. We all, okay, we got that. That's got that. And some women who had been cured of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, she was the wife of Herod's uh, steward's Chusa. Susanna, and many other women who provided for them out of their resources. Along with the twelve apostles, he mentions the women. The women are there. So we're going to talk more about women in the gospel here. Stay with me. 
Iowa Catholic Radio, Thought of the Week. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading 12-day all-inclusive experiences, sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. Thank you to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, or online, ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. And Monsignor Frank Bignano, follow the week. Women in the scriptures, women in the church. Amazing, just amazing. Oh, I could go on and on for, with this. Uh, again, I'm telling you, there are 14, in Luke's gospel, 14 parallels of uh, showing men and women together. It's not just a man's deal, okay? So, for example, I'll give you another parallel, pretty, pretty obvious, Luke chapter 15. Remember the, the parable of the, of the lost sheep? Uh, and so... Uh, he says, no, uh, so he said, so what What uh, shepherd among you, uh, having a hundred sheep and losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And then when he finds it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. Upon his arrival at home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Okay, and then he goes on. Or what woman, having ten coins, losing one, would not light a lamp, sweep her house, searching carefully till she finds the lost coin, and when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I found my lost coin. In just the same way I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So the... So the, the shepherd's going after the sheep. The woman's going after a coin. Well, what the heck? What's the, what's, the, what's the coin? Well, it's very important because there were wedding coins that, that the man gives to the woman. They weren't coins you go you buy groceries with. This is a very special, special coin. And somehow or other, it slipped out of her hand. She couldn't find it. She's not giving up. She is not giving up until she finds it. 
So the men and the women, same thing. All right. Now, how about the the church? We we have the very same thing in the Acts of the Apostles, and I love this. Remember, the Acts of the Apostles is the second book that Luke writes. He writes two books: Luke, the Gospel, Acts of the Apostles. In fact, they used to call that the the Gospel of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So Acts of the Apostles is about the church, and he's going to bring all these parallels from his gospel into the church to show that the church is the continuation of the work of Jesus. Okay, so again, he, he, he's going to, going to make really sure when they're involved, all right? Okay, so it says, <clears throat> chapter 1 of uh, Acts of the Apostles, uh, starting with verse 15, during those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the brothers, There was a group of about 120 persons. And he said, uh, when they had entered the city, they went to the upper room. I'm sorry, I'm going to back up here. When they entered the city of Jerusalem, after Jesus ascends into heaven, they went to the upper room where they were staying. Peter, here you go, the men. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas, the son of James. All these devoted themselves with one accord to prayer, together with some women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yeah, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's it. So he mentioned, what does he do? It's, watch, this is careful. He mentioned the, the first community in Jerusalem. He names the apostles, 11 apostles, the 12th when Judas was dead, is gone. And he, and he mentions women were there. Didn't want that to be left out. I think that's very important. And so, uh, uh, and we see, so I could go on and on about women in the scriptures, there, it, 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 especially Luke. Luke is often called the gospel of women, <laughs> okay? Because he wrote Luke and Acts, both of them, both, both books. One, Luke is about the life of Jesus. Acts is the life of the church. Um. But we see this in, in actually in the life of the church. Uh, uh, you take, for example, some of our great saints. Uh, uh, I, I think of Saint Jane de Chantel. I don't know if you ever heard of her or not. Wonderful saint. Uh, she uh, uh, was catechized, you might say, or brought into her vocation uh, by uh, Saint Francis de Sales. Uh, she lived in 1572, France. From a noble family, well educated, uh, spoke spoke French fluently, uh, married a fella, uh, and they uh, they had uh, you know a quite quite a few uh, children, and uh, anyway, uh, he, he was kind of a runaround, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, he. Uh, he, they, I think he finally was. Un, unfortunately, the man passed away. He, he was uh, actually he was killed in a hunting accident. If you can b- believe that. So in that 1601, he died, and leaving her with the kids, she lived with her with his dad, her father-in-law, who was really hard on poor Jane, a hard life. Uh, she went to a a retreat or whatever a conference by Francis de Sales. In 1604, and wow, really turned on her faith. They became great friends. Francis de Sales wanted to found a religious order for women 
who could not be received into regular convents because they were either elderly or, or fragile, because these convents were pretty rough, you know, demanding. So they set up the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary order in 1610, and she becomes ahead of that. And it was, and it was actually for, for women who wanted to become nuns in that order, and for lay women as well. Jane de Chantel, God bless her, St. Jane de Chantel, by the time she died in 1641, she had set up 81 convents in Europe. What a gal. So, anyway, so we're going we're gonna to talk about her and a couple of others here. Just stay with us, Monsignor Frank Bignano. Women in the gospel, women in the church. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thanks to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of Central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. Thank you, Dental Associates, for supporting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. 515-225-6742. Online at demoin-dentalassociates.com. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com So we're talking about women in the church, and we talk about women in the Gospels, especially Luke's Gospel. Uh, And uh, then also... Uh, but in the church, by golly, we have these f- women who've just done amazing things. Saint, for example, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, first American uh, canonized saint. She was first American, born in this country and canonized. There were, we have canonized saints who were born in other countries, came to the United States and are saints. But no, she was born here, born in New York, 1774. Um, and uh, she she was the one who... Uh, she was a, a very prominent New Yorker, uh, was, was raised an Episcopalian in a very strong family, who, which was a family always helping the poor. She was very fluent in French. Um, she went as a young woman very, very much into the society of New York City. Uh, she uh, married William uh, Seton, and, uh, and they, they uh, had... Uh, five children. He was in a, sh- a shipping business that because of, of, uh, of war on the ocean, the ships, many of her sh- ships were sunk, so he went broke. He became ill with, I think it was tuberculosis. They went to Italy, to Pisa, Italy, uh, to get some sunshine uh, where he died. Uh, she, she had her kids, uh, and so she lived with the Felici family in Italy, and uh, and then she went to Florence uh, with them. She went to Mass with them, because that's all there was. She was Episcopalian, she said. But she just was amazed at the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. That just 
grabbed her. And uh, she went to Florence, and she saw the beautiful churches there, and especially the faith of the common Italian folks in Florence. And again, the real presence. So she goes back to New York, and guess what? Yeah, in 1805, she becomes a Catholic in New York. Well, her family was strong Episcopalians, didn't like that, her decision. They basically ostracized her. So she had to go to work day and night to feed those kids. Um, she met a, a priest in Baltimore nearby, uh, and he encouraged her in her faith. She met with Archbishop Carroll, uh, the first, I think, Archbishop in the United States. And he, uh, and you can read all this, he counseled her about helping the poor. She loved to help the poor. That was her thing. She started as a little kid. So she started a school for the poor, poor kids. Uh, and then she, then she in, got an orphanage that they wanted to give it to somebody. She said, I'll take it. Uh, and, and women began to join her in her work with poor children. Uh, and so she established, under Archbishop Carroll, this religious order, Sisters of Charity, they called them. Uh, uh, Sisters of Charity, good name because they visit the poor. And, it's a, and they were poor. I mean, she had no money. These poor nuns would sleep almost sleep on the on the floor. They didn't even have beds. Um, so anyway, uh, she set up num- numerous school, schools and orphanages, and uh, she's she is kind of say the patron patron saint of Catholic schools uh, because she's the one who set up the first Catholic school. Uh, so that's that's Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton. That's who that is. So. Uh, um, what a woman! Just think of all the schools in this country, Catholic, and the orphanages, etc., cetera, uh, etc., cetera, and the, all that the Sisters of Charity have done since she died in 1821. Since, wow, what's that? The, the last 150 years, whatever. Uh, but see how God will use these wonderful women who are so self-sacrificing just to build up the church and <laughs> build up society. Um, but even in our own day, uh, we have, uh, like, Mother Angelica. How do you like that? Yeah. Uh, she was a, uh, she was a, a nun She uh, from Canton, Ohio, became a poor Claire nun there. Uh, she decided they want, she wanted to go down to where there were no Catholics. So she goes down to Birmingham, Alabama, and sets up a little convent there in Birmingham. And she had six or seven nuns. I think there were seven of them. And uh, they uh, and she would go around. She's very. Uh, she had a great personality, very outgoing. So churches, Protestant churches, wanted her to come and talk, and she did. And uh, and the the sisters would print booklets. She would write her talks out, and they would print them and and send booklets out. Would never charge you for a, a, a penny for those booklets because I know I used to get some, and they wouldn't take any money. Um, and and then. Um, uh, so then in 1980, I was, I happened to be down there at the time because I was in Birmingham giving talks to the priests there and I would stay with those nuns. She only had six or seven nuns and we had to stay in their guest house. And, uh, so one day she took me outside. She says, y- you see this little area here? I said, yeah, she said, I'm going to put a, a, a big antenna, big dish there. And it, and I will start talking to a camera in the garage and it'll go to this disc and up to a satellite and, and back down to the churches in Birmingham. I said, wow. Honestly, I thought to myself, I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, it happened. She set up a network, EWT, Eternal Word TV Network. 
She set it up. Uh, and, and plus not just the network, but now you have a whole convent of nuns there. She, she only had six or eight of them when I was down there, and I worked at the network for 10 years. And uh, uh, it grew and grew. And then priests, a, a, a group of priests springs up for, from the network. And, and now her TV stuff, radio, is all around the world. Imagine that. My gosh. So <laughs> what does God do? And, and, and even in our own city of Des Moines, there are two groups, the Veil Removed group, a wonderful woman got that going, touching thousands of people. A charismatic group sprung up. Women, women are active and keeping the church going, I tell you. So we are so blessed with so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful women. So anyway, let's thank God and encourage all the women who are doing wonderful things in the church. God bless you. Monsignor Frank Pignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.